This is Bench Time with Todd and Brett Wiley from HOScaleCustoms.com. Bench Time is a model railroading podcast that focuses on the modeling side of the hobby, where we focus way too much attention on the small scenery and structure details of our layouts. Each week, we'll cover topics from tools and scratch building to current projects, and we'll also share our mess-ups and triumphs with modeling. Not that we don't pay attention to the trains either, we just get all excited about the realism of our scenery. So sit down, you fine-scale freaks. We're about to dive into the details. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 5 of the HO Scale Customs Bench Time Podcast. I'm Brett Wiley, and I have Todd with me. We're going to go over some cool new stuff today. I know last week we had some things we were talking about that were on the on the works. They're definitely coming. When you're listening to this episode, you'll be able to go to our site and check out some awesome new stuff. And uh, we got a lot of new announcements today. We also have the same old things we've been talking about, the other podcast episodes where we're going to go over some tools, some techniques, and just kind of give you guys some advice from things that we've been learning in the last couple weeks and just new things we keep discovering. So I'm going to hand it over to Todd, and he's going to get started on our first topic. Hey there. I, uh, hi, everybody. Hope everybody's doing real well and enjoying their winter. Uh, we're almost through January here, Brett, and uh, it's once again, it's cold. One week it's 50 degrees, and the next week it's 16 degrees. So, um, But that keeps us at our workbench a little bit. And um, I'm busy doing a lot of things. I finished up the Metzger building. Uh, they, you know, uh, just recently, last week, I posted some pictures up on our Instagram and our Facebook page. Um, I have yet to put them up on the website. We need to do that as well. Um, but that's one of the projects I've been working on. And it, what it required was a lot of paint. I mean, there was a lot of painting and paint techniques that I used. Um, and I want to talk about that a little bit today on the different types of paints uh, that we do um, use with our with our model building. Uh, and there's all different types out there. One of the uh, one of the things that I use the most probably would be, and I know you do too, Brett, is uh, as craft paint uh, from stores like mm-hmm. Michaels or or AC Moore. Or um, you know, even you know, Hobby Lobby, uh, those those types of places, you can get them at Joanne Craft Store. You can get them at uh, Walmart, for that matter. Uh, but they're they're just your little uh, small bottles. They're two ounce bottles, and they just have your basic craft paints. There is every color known to man in those bottles. Uh, you, if you can't find it by the exact name of one brand, you can go to another brand. You'll be able to find um, the color that you're looking for, and uh, and it's just a wide ver- variety. I per- personally, I have over 200 different bottles, uh, different colors of bottles, and which is insane, I know. But here's the thing: you don't have to pay a fortune for these paints. Uh, if you go with certain types, you'll have better results. Obviously, there's cheaper brands and there's better brands. You know, um, I've had, I've used the 50 cent bottles at uh, some of the stores, and the 50 the 50 cent bottles sometimes require many coats or multiple coats. Uh, have you had that kind of result, Brett, with the cheaper ones? 
Yeah, I've noticed that there's some of the more um, kind of the store yeah. brand versions that right. are a little watery, but sometimes that, that actually yeah, works out. Yeah, you're better. right, and you don't so, have to thin them down so much. I was working on a project this. I was working on a project this weekend that I actually had to thin out. It's the opposite. I bought. Um, I was using a folk art paint. I needed that color, and I actually had to thin the paint out because folk art comes out like uh, latex right. color. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Sometimes it does. I I've had that. Um, if you and if you if you if you need a bathroom repair or something, I'm sure you can use some uh, folk art to patch up some, some leaks or whatever. It's it does come right. out like some cult. some of the some of the some of the coloring that I get does come out. Some bottles like that with it comes out like almost pasty. Um, and you can thin that down, obviously, but, um, it does come out on a little thicker side. Others that I've had from full cart does not, I do like full cart paints. Um, I've had good luck with them and I also like, um, Americana, uh, paints are also, uh, outstanding. Um, I'm not sure the, I can't remember the exact company that's deco art Americana. And then the full cart. And they're my two top favorites. I like the ceramic coat. Uh, uh, yes. Serum. I guess that's how you say it. Ceramic coat. And that's also um, outstanding product, too. That's made, uh, I believe, also by um, Delta Creatives. And um, they're good. Apple Barrel is another one I've had good results with. So those are the four main ones that I, I tend to stay with. And, um, you know, they have all different kinds, but of course I like acrylic matte finishes, um, your acrylic flat type paints. So they go flat. I mean, I do have your high gloss paints, uh, that you can get and they're good too. If you, especially for metallics and things like that, or if you're painting a vehicle, uh, you can go with a acrylic high gloss. Um, and you had mentioned metallics, there's so many variations. Oh, it's it's unreal. That. And 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 I've found that if you want a really good metallic, you actually actually you should buy the better and more expensive metallic yeah. paint because I've tried to get the cheaper, uh, I've tried to get the cheaper metallic paints and they just turn out like gray, they or brown. You know, they don't look like gold or silver; they just look gray or brown. So there's even though it's it's still only three bucks or so, it, when you are getting the metallic paint, you should try to get the the better ones because they come out looking like real metal. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. And, you know, on the cheaper ones, sometimes you don't even get a metallic. It gets watery, and you don't get a metallic yeah. look to it. It's just, it's just kind of – and you and you look at it. And you're, it just looks like – it looks like the dirty gray paint water you have in your, in your <laughs> Yeah, cup. and you're done. And you put it on, and you go, what the hell? You know? I got- it gets all – it doesn't even have a solid coat. It gets all like – it. You know when you like you're painting when you're painting styrene mm-hmm. sometimes with the cheap paint and the paint pulls away from each other, yeah. it, it like pulls itself a, apart on the on the styrene. Oh yeah, it's it's insane. Now of course, obviously when you're painting and you want the best results with this, you you want to put a primer on just about anything, and uh, you know so it has some tooth to grab onto uh, your object, but um, pretty much. Uh, most all those acrylics that we in that, uh, that we named there um, are outstanding. You can also get um, 
enamel paints from those same companies and they'll come out most of them will come out with a higher gloss and and um you know the, the shiny gloss to them they're great for like i said if you want a glossy vehicle that's fine or if you need uh you need something to shine more obviously you know it's it's all to your taste uh, just like modeling would be uh i just like everything in flats for the most part unless i'm doing some special project um another type of paint uh, well, like I said, we were talking about the, um, I was talking about the cost and I was like, you know, saying some of them are cheaper, 50 cents or whatever. And some of the ones that we named were more expensive. They're a buck and a quarter or a buck and a half a bottle. Um, I've seen a lot of the deco art and the, um, the, um, folk art and the Americana and the apple barrel going at a buck and a quarter to, you know, a dollar and a half for a bottle. Um, the key is on that, and this is a this is something that all modelers should know. I mean, use your craft store to your advantage. Meaning you wanna you wanna get they offer coupons. Hobby Lobby, yeah. Every day. Hobby Lobby every day is forty percent. Every time you go in there, you get forty percent off of one item. Okay, now that's one jar of paint. You know, whoopie doo. If you're buying five, you're getting, you know, 40% off of one. Okay, that doesn't seem like a real great bargain. Okay, but uh, there are times where they run the sales. Now, you can't get the easy coupons on the sales, but um, a lot of these stores will run sales on particular types of paint that week. And you might get folk art at, you know, uh, 88 cents a bottle. And, I, and I'll go in, I'll buy at 88 cents a bottle at one of these stores when they run a special. It's like every three or four weeks they'll run one. Um, you know, pay attention to your store and when they're running their specials. Use the coupons. If you go, if you sign up on their websites for AC Moore or, or um, uh, Michaels, you'll get an email sent to you every morning when I wake up. And I wake up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. I wake up for work, and I check my email, and every morning I got a different coupon for, you know, that you just show your phone, they run it at the register, and it's 50, 55, 60% some days, every day at those stores. And uh, they, you know, so you can go in as many times as you need and buy a jar of paint at 88, you know, at, 50% off. So you're talking 75 cents a, at max, 75 cents a bottle. So you're going to save money. And in the long run, you're not spending, I didn't spend $200 for 200 bottles of paint. I spent, you know, half that price. You probably spent, yeah, yeah or, right. or less. Over time. The other nice thing, the other nice thing AC Moore will do is they'll run, uh, and I don't know when, if it's seasonal or end of the year or whatever, but they'll, they'll have, a whole thing where there'll be a whole section of colors that are like ten cents or twenty mm-hmm. cents because they're trying to clear out that color like the like the paint color was discontinued. So if you can hit it when you have that, you can go in and get twenty paints for Oh, the clearances bucks. are good. And like I said, pay attention to the sales and the flyers. And it's not just paints at those stores that I'm talking about. I mean, you can, you can paint, pick up paint brushes. You can pick up, you know, cleaners, thinners, uh, all those types of, of items that you use for your painting are all available there. Um, you know, if you can, try and find it on the craft side of the store instead of the fine art side of the store. I like fine art products, but they run a little more expensive. And on some things, they're exactly the same. 
Um, uh, just a dip. Same thing, different package. Right, exactly. I just picked up some paint palettes this weekend. They're little six-dish or six-cup paint palettes. And on the craft side of things, they cost me a dollar ninety, and I got six of those. So that's thirty-six little um, paint cups that I can put them in. They're on six different palettes, and they're nice white washable plat palettes. I'll use them for probably a couple years until they wear out. Um, I'm big on paint palettes. I got them all over the place. I got different size ones. They go cheap. And uh, I got six of these in one package. It cost me $1.90. I walked to the other side of the store, and they had the exact same palette with one to a pack, and it was $0.99 cents for one. And I got six for $1.90, and it's in the same store. So you got to, you know, got to shop. But, you know, if you, go to the, if you go to the fine art portion of it, you're going to, you know, a lot of times you're going to pay more. Um, some of the brushes, I'm big on brushes that are that cost a couple dollars more um and they hold up really well for me yeah but in that regards if you don't take care of your brushes well then (laughs) what what is that noise that's a cat scratching at the door that's a cat scratching at the door he's pissed and he can't get in there and uh so anyhow um if you know with paint brushes if you don't take care of them yeah they're they're not going to take care of you uh and you'll end up throwing them in the trash you might as well go cheap I like to pay a couple dollars more, make them last for a long time. The cat finally made his way into the room through another door. Wait, he's dumb. He's only lived here for six years. So, uh, but uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, the paintbrushes, you can get them on the craft side on a cheap price. So you can get them on the um, fine art side and pay, you know, $4 a piece for them and, uh, you know, or more. Um, but, you know, shop around and look at the things that are there. I mean, there's all types of things. Your paper products, your cardstock, your poster board, whatever you're using that you work with, it, there's stuff there. I mean, and it's cheap if you use your coupons. Big ticket items like, uh, and I'm getting away from painting here a little bit, but big ticket items like the lamps on my desk. They're made by Ot Lamp. They're 50, 60 bucks a piece. I use that coupon, and I'm walking out of one, with one of those lamps for 30, 25, 30 bucks. They're high intensity lamps that are are great for you know detailing and things you'll find them unfortunately in the sewing section um so if you don't like walking through the sewing section but uh that's where they are um but you know all the all the coupons that are available will definitely help you save um on back on the paints um using those paints uh they're all water-based on the acrylic so you know, that's awesome. Uh, you know, sometimes, like Brett said, you need to thin them out with the ones that come out like paste. And um, But one of the other products that I use in the paint department um, would be your uh, AK Interactive Paints. Now you're paying more. Now I'm paying for these bottles. They're also not even two ounces uh they're 3.5 milliliters whatever the hell that is in in u.s met u.s to metric i don't know but um they're about half the size of a two ounce bottle so let's say an ounce um or an ounce and a half they're five dollars to six dollars or seven dollars a bottle um if you go to certain places online and shop around you can get them on the lower end of that but uh they ha- they are different. They're specially made paints, and I use them heavily uh, for military modeling. Um, so when you think about that, 
military modeling is larger scale um, than HO scale or N scale. You know, obviously it you know it's it's much big it's much bigger. So these paints are designed for military modeling. So you got to toy with them and figure them out. But they have all kinds of weathering type paints, stuff for putting dust on and rust and grime and oils, like engine oils and things like that, um, moss and algae, th- those types of things. You can get all these product paints from them um, or paint products from them. And it's, um, you know, but it's expensive. Now, these little tiny jars, it's so condensed that they need to be thinned out with a thinner. Um and then the, that'll make that little tiny jar last for years and years. You won't. You're not going to really run through a lot of this because you only need tiny amounts. But you have to toy with it to figure out the ratio to make it look right. Otherwise, you know, it'll go on too thick and look goofy. But um, it's you know, it's a it's a wonderful product to look into. That's another part of painting uh, that I like. The products that are out there for weathering, in particular, uh, or for w- turning plastic things that are meant to be made of wood or made to look like wood um that you may have on on a model that you have uh you can make them actually look like real wood with some of these products that they have out there and the right techniques and there's books out there and tutorials on the ak interactive website or the mig ammo website where it will tell you you know this is how you do it you know you follow the directions watch the video you know, and then test it out on a piece of a test piece before you do it on your own on your own projects. But um, yeah, it's uh, the, the products are those products are fantastic. You want to add anything to that, Brett? No, I, I really haven't been able to use the uh, AK interactive okay. stuff yet. But I know you rave about them. I honestly, I, I can't comment on them because I haven't used them. But from everything I see that you have used with them they turn out fantastic and they they add details to your stuff that you just can't even you can't recreate unless you have that product unless i, I think someone else knows of another actually way, i but, do now uh, you bring it up there, well, there, there are ways to, to not have to buy that if you don't have that money you want to spend five dollars for a little you know bottle of moss deposit moss deposits or rust deposit um you can instead uh, use the acrylics even that you have. You got to know how to put it on and, you know, you toy with it, but you can get the same effects from some color. It, it, I don't know if it'll be exactly the same, um, but it'll be pr- pretty darn close. And you kind of almost have to put it on a little thicker, but on tiny little spots. And then you draw it out with your water. Um, there are even products out there by... Uh, Valero, I guess it is. Uh, they make weathering products like the AKs. Um, they're also for military modeling, uh, but they are water-based uh, acrylic, and they do because I have one. It works exactly like it. It's a it's a streaking grime that I bought from them. It works out really, really, really nice, and it is water-based. Um, but a lot of these uh, these from AK AK Interactive are. Um, not acrylic based, but um, enamel based, and they need to be thinned out. And where you want to be careful with on those types of thing, anything that's enamel, is getting ripped off on the thinner. 
Um, so rather than buy a two ounce bottle of thinner for six or seven dollars and then run out of it and have to go order another bottle of thinner from these people, is all they call it is spirits. They call it spirits. Yeah, we. I think we covered that the other week. Oh, they call it spirits, and it's just mineral spirits. And so I went out and bought a bottle of 32-ounce bottle of mineral spirits from Walmart. It does exactly the same thing, and it allows you to thin out the product and use it for your streaking and, you know, you know, getting the washes and things that you need. And uh, it'll last you for years. Uh, <laughs> you know, I won't have to buy a bottle right. every every couple of weeks. So, um, like I said, there's ways to make to make that work. Another really good way, a good way to make the same effects that you get from your uh, 8K interactive products, although I swear by those, is oil paints. Uh, you can go out to the craft store for seven or eight dollars and buy a set of oil paints, and you can use those, especially your earth tones and your rust colors, uh, and thin them with the uh, mineral spirits or paint thinner and you will you know you can get the same kind of effect by pushing the pigments of the paints around that way with that and uh, it's it's fantastic product Um, it's the oil paints will give you a nearly identical result as what you can get from AK now what you don't get out of that is it's not pre-mixed and ready to rock like it is out of the bottle and that you have to work with the oil paints the other downside of the oil paints is that it doesn't dry the drying time on the AK products is is you know greatly increased where the drying time on oil paints is going to you know, once you set that in, it's going to take it, you know, sometimes a couple of days for the paint to fully dry with oil paints. Uh, but you can get awesome results with it. You just got to toy with these, you know, you got to toy with the mediums, I think. How about it, Brett? Right. Yeah, you're never going to know how to use these things. And even by going by the instructions, uh, no offense to anyone that writes the instructions, but they just don't always work the same way the instructions you know are written so it it's just something where it's kind of like learning by trial and error the only way to get better at using these mediums is just just do it you just got to do it don't be afraid of them and i think a lot of the better model makers and better modeling companies as far as details and and things that are things that are concerned like that they just they'll even tell you the only way you're going to learn to use these kind of products is to just experiment Oh yeah, now you're even like your acrylic paints that we talked about from the craft store. You got to keep in mind that you know these paints aren't made for model railroading. Uh, <laughs> the acrylic paints—they're no. made. No, you're taking you're taking them out of their normal uh, element. Everything. They're made for. They're made for everything. Mom painting a ceramic yeah. pot, <laughs> looking to make it look yeah, like a watermelon. Or a piece of wood that you're gonna you know make a. Uh, some kind of a country decoration out of there's a million applications for these craft paints so i mean it's not like they're they're specifically made for your model railway and you got to toy with it and figure it out it's up to you the modeler to get what you want out of it and if you know if you see somebody else's model and you haven't worked with that type of paint medium uh, but you want to try and play with it and you know do so get out there if it doesn't look like the photo of something that you've seen that you really liked, that you want that result, 
keep toying with it till you get it and uh you know mix mix things around and and that's the thing same thing with the paints let's say you have one shade of blue paint let's say i have an example um cobalt blue and i want a cobalt blue but it i don't have the time or i'm not gonna be able to stop by the craft store to pick it up but i got like some other blues and some purples and i can mix them up I mean, paints can be mixed and, you know, stir them up right. You can mix the colors and get a match uh, by working with these paints, any paint, you know. Don't be afraid to, to match up or even make a unique shade of your own. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful part of this hobby is the fact that you can determine the creativity of this hobby and, uh, you know, show... You know, extreme genius to it if you really put your head into it and take your time and uh, you know get creative with it. But uh, anyhow, so um, I covered a lot of that part of the painting, um, and uh, uh, I think the other topic yeah, is water. Uh... We're going to talk about the water on your layout, or did you want to talk more about the paint? Yeah. No, okay, me too. So let's let's hear about the <laughs> water job. He's Brett's been doing water on our layout, uh, you know, and um, Black uh, Water Cove. Uh, I'm sorry, Black. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got it right. Black Water Cove, and um, <laughs> he's been doing the uh, yeah our um, harbor so with it. Basically, it's a yeah, it's a it's a like a two foot or three foot two or three foot deep uh, inlet, and then it's about a foot and a half or two feet wide in, in parts of all all water. And we didn't want to just buy the, you know, the Woodland Scenics. I don't even know what that stuff's called. The, the, the plastic that you can melt, the little beads you can melt and pour into there to make it look like water. I didn't, I don't think you wanted to do that. I know no. I didn't want to do that. I wanted it to actually look like yeah. textured water. So, uh, what we did was a few weeks ago, and we talked about it earlier on the podcast, we put down uh, acrylic paint on the plywood, and this was, this was about a month or two ago we did it. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we had about seven or eight coats of Mod Podge, the high gloss, just gloss Mod Podge. Uh, and then the we let that dry. That takes about 24 hours to dry for each layer, so there you're looking at about a week or a week and a half worth of work. And the next step was to, and I'll, I have a video I actually did. I promised you guys I did a video, finally, that we were talking about. Uh, the next step was to paint some highlights on top of the Mod Podge. So I mixed some algae-looking colored paints together, and I mixed a couple like lighter blues and some highlight colors, and I used a sponge, and I sponged on the, the highlights and areas to make it look like lighter colored water or moving water or areas where the water might be a little more stagnant and there's some algae growing and some green growth. And then once that was dry, which only took a few minutes, I took the Liquitex gel medium, the, the gloss gel medium, and we were applying that with a special tool that I will talk about in our next segment to create, you know, wave texture on top of the on top of the Mod Podge and paint. And I have about a third of it done. But 
as it's drying, which it takes even longer to dry than the Mod Podge, which I absolutely hate because <laughs> I am the most impatient person in the world. <laughs> it so, looks really good. I, like I, I want it to dry like acrylic paint does in just minutes. And I don't. I want to. I want to just. I want it to dry right away so I can touch it. But you, you put it on. Uh, you, I think we might have made a mistake. Now, and I don't. I didn't tell you this yet, but I think we might have made a mistake that if you are going to do it this way and make water, if you have docks and pilings that you want to put in the water, I would suggest now that I'm putting the the gloss medium, the gel medium down, I would suggest to put the pilings in while you're at the point when you're putting the gel medium down and allow the gel medium to work like a glue versus putting it down like we did on the Mod Podge because it's hell. It's absolute hell to get a popsicle sticking around all those little, <laughs> those little pilings of dock supports. So and it and when it dries, it works like the glue did for we did, that we used for the pilings originally. So if I could go back and fix it, I would put the Mod Podge down and then put the pilings on top of the Mod Podge and then build up the gel medium around the pilings while the while the gel medium was wet and then it would set in. That way, you're not doing you're not trying to put waves in underneath a one inch high dock. So, but regardless, that was just, you know, hindsight 2020, I would have done it differently, but the gel medium on top of Mod Podge and paint just looks absolutely awesome. And yeah, it does. It I really looks good. Video this weekend. I just have to piece it together and I will put it on our page. Uh, we'll have more information about that a little bit later, but it just looks, it looks kick ass. I mean, the water, the way you do it with the tool that we're talking about a little bit, you, it, you just make random waves, and they don't—they're not big waves. It just looks like a, you know, a choppiness on the lake, like, like ripples in the water on the lake, just creating yeah. a little bit of ripples. ripples. But yeah, it just—it looks awesome, and I have about a third of it done. We'll put some. I love it. It's random and it goes in different directions yep. uh, with the ripples, and I see that I saw in what you showed me there was, uh, you know, a, around certain pilings, it goes in certain directions. Uh, I, I really liked it. It, it. it turned out nice. And, it, you know... It's not it, hard to do. It, yeah, obviously, it takes... It's not just hard takes to long. do. It's just painstaking. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. So, you just... But the results are worth it. Yeah, it looks awesome. So, hopefully, yeah. I'll have that done. Yeah, and then... Hopefully, I'll have that and done. And then, you were saying about... I'm oh, sorry. So, hopefully, I'll have that done in the next couple days. Well, and, and you were saying about putting the pylons in after uh, or while you're doing yeah. the gel medium. And, um, and when you put that, now we'll have the opportunity to do that because we plan on adding to our water, our our waterfront uh, in a big way uh, after this. So uh, we'll be able to do it that way yeah, next yeah, time. Totally. And but, uh, with the rest of it. The way it dries, it dries like glue anyways. And I it just... It, now that I look back mm. at it, I wish I would have done it. We would have done it differently. So we'll just do it, do it different next time. But for anyone listening that wants to do water in the future, give that a shot. Don't yeah. do it the way I'm doing it because I want to. I just want to cry. <laughs> you know what? Though? That's all part of the model railroading is that you do things, and sometimes we're going to make mistakes. And uh, you know, nobody's you know nobody's way is always the perfect way to do it. Um, there are better ways, of course, and sometimes you learn them just by screwing up. I, I, there's many times I, that we screw up on stuff, and you don't get better as a modeler 
if you don't screw right. up and right. uh, you know yeah you know it's just you don't learn oh no, yeah no, so I, uh, definitely and the neat thing is every everything you're learning from one particular project on a layout or on a on a model is going to you know be techniques that you could alter or use in another and part of the hobby yeah and things that we're learning and fumbling through we can share with you guys like all of our mistakes right. so that way you guys don't have to do them yep yeah yeah so, we <coughs> um, make mistakes so you don't have to <laughs> yeah but, uh, exactly that should be, we should make oh, a shirt oh, that says oh. that or something but <laughs> yeah that'll be pretty cool anyways um, so yeah that's that's we what did I'm uh on. we came out with the aprons we got new aprons this this week uh, yes. that my wife made, uh, Lisa, and she made uh, aprons, uh, bright orange aprons that look like Home Depot yep. aprons, and uh, but they're not. They say uh, HSKO Customs on them with our logo, and um, we do have them, um, one for me and Brett right now. Uh, maybe that's something down oh. the road. If I could talk my wife into making more, we might be able to, we'll have aprons available yeah, here. Yeah, we'll have some info but, um, here in a couple minutes. Yeah, exactly, and and you know the uh, I'm just trying to think of things that are that are new right now. Oh, I have a video as well that's up that I've recorded and sent it to Brett. He's a technical guy, and he'll have to load it up. But I talked last week on our podcast. It'll about be up by the time you listen the, to this podcast. Oh, that's fantastic! Um, and I talked to him about the the pigments. I talked to everybody about uh, making your own pigments or out of the. You know, the pastel chalk, soft chalks, and um, it's uh, soft pastel chalks. I made a video on that, and uh, it shows you how to make your own and save yourself a whole lot of money that way. Uh, it, it's it's uh, Hopefully, it'll be pretty pretty cool for you. You'll like it. It's about seven minutes long, and uh, that's ready. Hey. Uh, so, And we plan on doing more video content. Real quick, and I'm sorry to interrupt. Shout out to uh, okay. Big Dirty Freight Trains, who... Liked our uh, Instagram post I just posted about the podcast. I just sent a picture of us on the podcast, and immediately <laughs> Big Dirty Freight Trains was hitting it, liking it. So that's it. Sorry, sorry. I seen him. I seen that person on there quite a bit, and uh, um, I'm just jealous of what, his, we, I'm uh, just jealous of his name on Instagram. That's a that's a that's an awesome name, Big Dirty Freight Trains. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you that is um, it's. The Instagram page is uh, really, I really like it. I like uh, loading a lot of our projects up there. Uh, it's usually late at night when I get a chance to do so. And uh, I'll put it up there before I go to bed. And then I check in the morning and I notice it, that, uh, you know, see what see what everybody's checking out, if they like it. And, you know, feel free to comment on there and, and uh, let us know if there's something you want to see us do or try. Let us know if it fits in with something we can, you know, have the resources to do. We'll, we'll try and do that. Maybe, uh, you know, post some stuff up there for you. Um, but I, I do like the Instagram. There's a lot of cool people with a lot of great modelers on, on the Instagram. Yep. Um, you don't get the drama you get with other social media platforms. I, re I really like it. Um, All right. Let's... But, yeah, ho hopefully we'll have more videos up. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. We're going we're gonna to start using that pretty hard here soon. So, so you want you have a tool, have a tool you like to use? Is, tool time. It is tool time, and this tool uh, <laughs> has a multiple purposes. You can check uh, your children for strep throat with it, and you can also use it to make waves. So my tool is a popsicle stick. 
So I got a bag of popsicle <laughs> sticks to make my water, and I will not claim to be the original. Uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't have the original idea to do this, and I'm sure the guy that made the YouTube video that I learned from didn't have the original idea for it either. But there is a awesome tutorial on how to make water the way we did from somebody that already made an awesome YouTube video about how to do it. So I did mention that in my video that I made that I learned from another YouTube creator. So when we post that video, I will post the link to his video as well because he his, his technique is just awesome. It, it It's just great. So my tool is the popsicle stick. I like it because it's cheap and I can throw it away and I don't have to clean it because I hate cleaning brushes and stuff. I hate it. So you love it. I don't like it, but, uh, I don't love it. I just, I just don't want to go buy so, more. So the popsicle stick, and I'm sure I'll have more uses for it in the future. You guys might even use it. I don't know if you do let us know, but I like the popsicle stick because this weekend I spent a lot of time just using it to kind of randomly create the texture in the, in the gel medium I was using for the water and I didn't have to spend a lot of money on it. And, uh, it has more than one use, so that's my multi-use tool. Cool. Mine is a cork, like a wine bottle cork, or uh, you can also get these at the craft store in bags, but um, I use a cork, and I use it for my painting, um, and I hold it because so, it's easy to hold in my fingertips, and I'll use it for painting small detail parts. The, in the 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 apple crates or the or the the fifty five gallon drums or um, any small de- metal detail part that you want to paint uh, figures uh, as well. They all they all get. I put like a some, something tacky on the top. I use you know the um, transfer tape, uh, the two sided transfer tape, and I put a small little piece of it on top of the cork peel it off and it's sticky on top and it'll last for a while, a little while anyways, a couple items. And you just put, you press your small part onto the cork and you start painting. And, uh, it's nice. It's something that allows you to rotate it in your fingers. Uh, and you know, it, it definitely gives you uh, a 360 control over it without dabbing your fingers onto it and smearing the paint and, you know, it, it's you don't have to wait till one side dries and the, the side you're holding while you're painting. Uh, you can just turn it in your fingertips. It's 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 so great. Um, another option if you don't want to buy corks, and I saw it from a girl on uh, does amazing modeling on uh, Instagram, and I won't name anybody right now, but but uh, she does a great job, and uh, I, I feel funny about naming people. But um, she used, on one of her recent posts that she put up on Instagram, uh, bottle caps, like uh, from a 20-ounce bottle of Pepsi. Um, same concept. She holds them easy to hold in your hand and turn, and uh, you could, she puts something sticky on top. And her painting is, all, by the way, off the charts, uh, and her modeling is off the charts. But you know, that's a, it's a cool tool to use, and it's very cheap, and you can... You reuse them over and over and over. Just reapply something tacky on top. Uh, that's one way you could use it with the the transfer tape. 
But if you have some hobby tech from uh, Woodland Scenics, you could dab some of that on there until it, you know, and then wait, you know, a couple minutes till it dries or half an hour or whatever till it dries up and it stays tacky. Uh, that is amazing stuff as well to use. Um, but, you know, corks, uh, corks or bottle caps are an awesome tool. I am working on a project of the, uh, still working, the Seaport uh, Model Works Sardine uh, boat and um, the uh, Oyster Buy Boat, they call it. And it's coming along pretty, pretty good. Um, I did the decking on it. And uh, this is, these are really, really cool models. And uh, they're very well made, very detailed resin castings. The, um, the cabin is done on it. I should be wrapping up a lot of the small detail stuff on it. And hopefully within this week, I should have it wrapped up and ready for the harbor, Brett, right. uh, for the water that you're working on. And, uh, uh, so that's coming along. That's, he makes a great product. That guy is, uh, Bruce Nickerson and, uh, his Seaport Model Works has some, has some good product. You just did a barge as well, I believe. Yeah, from I did. Him. It was a mini so, barge, like a tiny little barge. Yeah, it, yeah, it turned out really, really nice. And um, so, like I said, it's uh, that's what's on my bench at the time. And um, any details that you're working on? Small details? Uh, no, I just was kind of working on the water forever. Just the I water. I did the water, just and I, water. I had that major or major construct reconstruction of the uh, of the of the layout. So that was my whole weekend. Yeah, I, you know, I I did water and I tore that whole front section off. That's that's all I did. Plus, you ran how many miles? I, yeah, and you had, uh, and then you have kids. So I, I get that, but um, I I don't have a life. So I, <laughs> so I sat in here this weekend and worked on my modeling. Actually, I do have a life, but but um, you know, with no kids at home anymore. Uh, it's, it's easier to sit down and get some stuff done. And, and I'm working on telephone poles right now that I'm making, uh, skill, HO skill telephone poles using, um, the wooden barbecue skewers that you can get from, um, you know, from a food store anywhere. You can buy them cheap. Uh, you get like a hundred of them for a buck or something like that. And, um, I'm cutting them down to the size they need to be about, you know, 25, 30 foot. And then, of course, uh, uh, I have matchsticks, wooden matchsticks that I cut for the cross beams. And uh, so they all get stained. And, and I'm putting a, I, I apologize for that. I don't even know what that is. Something popped up on my computer. Um, but I'm, I'm staining the poles so they make them look natural and dark and toying with that. But on the top of them, I bought these beads at the craft store in like an off like a very pearlized green color and white color. And they're microscopic little tiny beads that are going to get glued on top of the cross beams for insulators. And I, you know, I, I, I wanted to put like realistic white and green insulators on like we're done back, you know, especially way back in the day. Uh, we're modeling the thirties and late thirties and early forties. So it's, um, uh, I bought these, beads to put on uh, thousands of them i haven't gotten to that point yet uh but that's that's my project right now that's uh that's kind of what i'm working on and that's kind of the uh small detail thing that i'm working on is is the telephone poles and yeah, you can make some very nice natural looking telephone poles um with the uh 
you know, with the little ingenuity and the cat just hit my, 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 uh, computer stand here. And, uh, cause he's mad about something, but he needs to be chased out or, but anyhow, oh, cool. um, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Well, that's all I got. Do you want to talk about our product? Um, I, what's product? You don't even know our, our product. I'm offended. No. Uh, I just had a product down. It was the, the Liquitex gloss gel. I apologize for the noise in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Uh, We also had some good feedback that we got from our last episode from one of our listeners named Edward. He he said he really enjoyed listening to the, the segment we did last episode on the pigments and how to make your own pigments and how you don't have to go out and buy expensive pigments and you can make them at home for a fifth of the costs. He was actually surprised that that we were talking about that. He said he had, he went out prior to the episode, I'm assuming, and went to a local tobacco shop and bought a like a tobacco grinder that he uses for his chalk. And he said it's nice because it has it catches everything in there. He can just dump it out into a little container and then he uses it for his uh, his pigments. He said he, you know he was great. He also doesn't seem like he does much model railroading from his email he said he does a lot of um like the harry potter and hogwarts type of modeling so that's pretty cool that we got some listeners that do a little bit of different you know uh different types of modeling it's not all model railroading apparently our listeners do some different things so probably some dioramas and stuff he does that's pretty neat uh we there's so much you can learn from right. each other. It's just you think that we, yeah. we just think that all of our listeners, I guess we're just assuming they're all model railroaders and here, you know, this guy does some uh some other stuff. It's kinda like movie dioramas from what he's what it sounds like. So that's pretty cool mm-hmm. and uh we want to thank him for emailing us. Uh we have a couple of new things that we want to talk about this week. One is we're starting a Patreon page, and if you're not familiar with Patreon, basically you can pledge to be a patron to our show and there's different amounts starts at a dollar it goes up from there and basically every episode we publish you can become a patron of the show and at each different level of patron of patronage i guess uh you'll actually receive from us different things so it all starts out one dollar an episode you'll pledge every time excuse me every time we publish an episode it, it, you know you'll be a patron and you'll give us you'll pay a dollar for to us but by doing that, you'll receive access to some exclusive content we're making, and that goes along with the videos that we were talking about earlier. So you'll get, for a dollar, you'll get a shout-out on our show. For really anyone, you'll see the levels when you go to our website, our Patreon page. But uh, at the minimum, you get a shout-out on our show, and you get exclusive access to some content that we're making that you'll only be able to get if you're a patron. Uh You'll see more information on our Patreon page. It's patreon.com forward slash HOScaleCustoms. You'll see all the different levels. We go everywhere from, like I said, the dollar level where you get a shout-out and some exclusive content. There's uh, all the way up to a level, the higher levels, where we'll even, if you're a patron for a certain amount of time at a certain level, we'll build you a small little structure or a small little building that you can even put on your layout. But we'll build a unique thing for you. You know, there's whole different levels. There's a lot of cool stuff involved with this. So 
go over there, check it out. If you become a patron, we'll be forever thankful. If not, we just hope you guys enjoy our show anyway. So we don't, we're not here to make millions, obviously. We're in model railroading. We just blow our money on paint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, go over yeah. there. I, I guess go I, over I, there. Check that we, out. We appreciate it if you do. What's that? I said we appreciate it if you do, but like I said, I'm... I do it because yeah. I love it, and, well, and, uh, and you our, know this just helps support our idea us. Is we want to try to make to a better, together. We want to try to make a better product for you guys, not just the podcast. We're right. trying to we're we're creating a membership area where if you are a patron, you'll get a membership to uh, some ex- exclusive posts, exclusive videos we're making, kind of how tos. Uh, you'll get some neat things that you wouldn't get normally by just listening to the podcast for free. We're also trying to make it a better medium for information on model railroading and maybe not just model railroading as we just saw we have users that do different types of things so we're going to eventually try to make this into a more a more informative platform for people to get more information and share more information so that's our end goal uh, and we hope you guys enjoy it so with that we We'll say the URL one more time. It's patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs. And we thank you if you do, and we thank you if you don't. We're just happy you're that, we're just happy that you're listening. So Thank you. Yeah. And with that, <laughs> we have one other cool announcement, and I won't say who they are. We're not gonna get into that yet, but we have some special guests that we have lined up for future episodes. We think you guys will really enjoy it. Um, we're talk we're talking with one of them currently. We're getting them scheduled. We're going to have you know some 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 special guests call into our our podcasts in the future here. So we're hopefully going to get some cool names in here, get some more techniques from some different types of personalities and things on our on our podcast that are within the hobby. So look out for that. We're going to have some cool announcements here in the future with some new people coming on the show. Do you have anything else? Awesome. I'm excited. I am not. I'm ready to call it a night, and uh, I want to thank the listeners for for being out there. and And we're starting to see a, a lot of pickup on this, and um, you know, not just not just with the podcast, but on our Instagram, it's growing. And uh, you know, sign up and you know, or, or like us or whatever. But um, you know, get on here and check us out. We're going to try and record these on a weekly basis if we can, and yeah, we're do um, them. you know, keep. Keep keep tuning we're gonna in. Have a, we're gonna we're gonna become more consistent here with everything, like we had said in the beginning of the year. That's kind of our our little resolution to ourselves this year, and we're gonna put out podcasts fairly frequently. On the um, we're gonna try to do them on the weekly uh, frequency here. So, yep. Uh, with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up, and we got some stuff we gotta do this yep. evening. I got a little bit of work I gotta do in the basement yet, so. We thank you guys for listening. Remember, hit up our page, patreon.com forward slash HO Scale Customs. It's P A T R E O N dot com forward slash HO Scale Customs. You can also email us. We're starting to get a lot of feedback from your listeners here at podcast at HO Scale Customs dot com. You can always hit up our website, HO Scale Customs dot com, or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're all out there. So make sure you guys get back to us. We love the feedback we're starting to get. We like all your followers. We like everything. Just We just hope you guys enjoy our content. So with that, have a good night, guys. Good night.